We are going to do a full review today of CPAC 2023, the conservative political action conference happening in Washington, D.C. under the cloud of uh, sexual assault charges against its organizer, Matt Schlapp. Now, Donald Trump closed out the speech on Saturday, delivering what I believe is his most dangerous and unhinged speech yet closing out what is not only a deplorable conference, but a conference that really gave me confidence that Donald Trump is still in control of the loudest wing of the Republican Party, and he is the candidate to beat in the 2024 Republican primary. After everything that's happened, after everything we've been through, his presidency losing in 2020, spending years claiming it was rigged, announcing he's running 2024, all of it, Trump showed up and gave one of the scariest and most delusional authoritarian speeches that he has ever given. And that is saying a lot because he's given what hundreds, thousands of these speeches, impossible to fact check hundreds of lies. Why Trump swollen? We, we never know his right eye almost completely swollen shut, going a nearly two Castro like hours in length. A couple of glitches. It wasn't the glitchiest speech, but Trump stumbling once again with United States. The racist Manhattan district attorney, Alvin Bragg, who is presiding over one of the most dangerous and violent cities in the United States. The United States and Trump continuing to struggle with states, later calling them spates. Wonderful, beautiful. And I'll challenge the governors of all 50 states. (laughs) That's right. If you are currently governing any of the states, Trump is coming for you. One other funny moment before we get into the scary part, the speech briefly interrupted by someone playing really loud music and then protesters started to boo our country. I'm sorry, the his Trump's fans started to boo the guy playing the loud music People that love our country have been so great on that issue. And the perverts who use the names of Washington and Lincoln to buy millions of dollars in ads to say bad, libelous and incorrect (laughs) things about us. So Trump yelling over the music and the people uh, yelling at the music guy. All right. So the, a couple of funny moments, but then it got very scary and very dishonest. Just a sampling of lies. Donald Trump said that while he was president, he finished some wars, which I, I couldn't. I'm not aware of Trump ending any wars. The only president in modern history who did not have any new wars, no new wars. I finished some old ones. I finished some old ones. Uh, Fact checkers unable to find any wars that Donald Trump finished a big theme of the speech. Trump going hard at Republicans, of course, going after the leftist, Marxist, communist, socialist, of course, but going very aggressively against Republicans, signaling this is going to be a disgustingly chippy and dirty primary. Here is Trump calling out Mitch McConnell that. And, you know, we all want to see success, but it's far more important to them than it is to us because of that location. We are never going to be a country ruled by entrenched political dynasties in both parties, rotten special interests, China loving politicians, of which there are many. You're listening to this, Mitch McConnell, are you listening? And the crowd liking the Civil War friendly fire. 
a militant left-wing news media that's either frightened of telling the truth or is truly evil and bad. I don't know. Yeah, Trump doesn't know. Trump then spending more time going after Jeb Bush and Karl Rove and Paul Ryan. A lot of friendly fire here. When we started this journey, a journey like there has never been before, there's never been anything like this. We had a Republican Party that was ruled by freaks, neocons, (laughs) globalists, open border zealots and fools. But we are never going back to the party of Paul Ryan, Karl Rove and Jeb Bush. And Trump is honest in the sense that if he is going to have a shot, the Republican Party can't go back to Paul Ryan, Karl Rove and Jeb Bush, because if they did, Trump, Trump would be out on his ass. Quite frankly, Donald Trump seemed to suggest that he really believed many of the people who back in 2020 told him, listen, you're going to be back in the Oval Office in six weeks. Less used to say four years. A lot of people said, well, sir, the election was so bad. You'll be in in one year. A lot of people in this room, you'll be back in six weeks, sir. But it's a bad system in many ways. Very yeah, it's a system that doesn't have a process for reinstating a president after someone else has been president for six weeks. That's what Trump is bemoaning there. We've got a bad process. You know, people came to me, sir. They said they were crying. They said, sir, you'll be back in five weeks. Biden so bad. And then our system wouldn't allow it. Trump found out that's right. We don't have a system. We have a line of succession that goes from the president to the vice president to the secretary of state and then on down. Uh, uh, It doesn't actually speaker of the House. It doesn't actually go to the guy who lost the last election. That is true. That, That is not the system that we have. Trump then talking about the wall. And this is the moment at which Trump's sanity was most questioned. Trump seems to say that they hid the wall. Biden took the border wall with Mexico and he hid it somewhere so that it wouldn't be used. The wall was sitting there waiting to be installed, the easiest part. And Biden, they took it away so that Texas and Arizona couldn't use it. Texas and Arizona said, could we use that wall? We'll finish (laughs) it right up. And they said no. And they actually took it away and they hid it. They put it in a hiding area, which, of course, was revealed pretty quickly. All you have to do is send a couple of helicopters up. That's right. But they wouldn't let him use it under my leadership. What on earth is this guy talking about? They hid the wall. They moved the wall and hid it. But then with some helicopters, Trump figured out where Biden hid his border wall. This is delusional stuff. I can't think of a charitable interpretation of what on earth Trump is talking about. Then Trump using really strange language talked about baby bonuses. Now, there is actually a policy connection here. Let me first play for you the deranged insanity that Trump said. But then I want to say more about it. Challenge the governors of all 50 states all 50 states to join me in a great beautification campaign. We will rename our schools and boulevards, not after communists, but after great American patriots. Right. We will get rid of bad and ugly buildings and return to the magnificent classical style of Western civilization. Wow. We will support baby boomers 
and we will support baby bonuses for a new baby boom. How does that sound? That sounds pretty I want a baby boom. So what's interesting about this is on the one hand, it's very reminiscent of Hitler's Mother's Cross, which was a program to encourage Germans to have kids. But on the other hand, there's this thing called the child tax credit, which Joe Biden and Democrats would like to make permanent a higher tax credit for children, which in a way is kind of what Trump is talking about, although the the child tax credit isn't to encourage people to have children. It's to provide financial support for those who do. But Republicans are against making that permanent. So it's it's all just a weird mishmash, sort of a verbal uh, inkblot test of sorts. Trump also taking shots not only at Republicans, but at Fox News during this deranged speech, which, by the way, carried the speech. Not too good. And we actually, and I have to say this, I hope Fox doesn't turn off, but we did much better in 2020 than we did in 2016. Right. I mean, you didn't. But But we have no choice. Not in the sense that you lost anyway. Donald Trump again reviving this idea of sending people addicted to drugs and who just are homeless to tent cities, sort of like camps of sorts. Remember, they would always accuse Barack Obama. He's going to send you to a camp. Trump quite literally is saying that's what he wants to do. Take a listen. Oh, no. Looks like this particular clip may be glitching. Let's see if I if I can fix that for my audience here. I do believe that I can. I have confidence that I can. Here we go. Leadership, we will take the homeless, drug addicted and severely deranged, get them off our streets and create 10 cities where we will get them the help they so desperately need. And the crowd reacting pretty positively to that. Trump also uh, wrongly claiming, by the way, that so-called foreign mental institutions and, quote, insane asylums are being emptied into the United States. That's not happening, by the way. They're emptying out their prisons, and you've heard me say that, but they're also emptying out their mental institutions. And uh, to use a strong couple of words, insane asylum, insane asylum. That's where anybody sees silence of the lamb. That's where they come from. Silence of the lamb uh, has been emptied. Anthony Hop basically undocumented immigrant versions of Anthony Hopkins are just being released into the country. None of that is going on, just so people know. Trump at one point asks whether anyone has watched TV. Everybody ever see television? You know, it used to be we'd build our military. We were proud of it. We'd be doing all things would be all you see on thing. Investigation, investigation, investigation. Now, with that being said, you got to look at Hunter. I mean, how crooked is that deal? But right. No, and often going back to the topic of Hunter Biden and then Donald Trump talking about uh, with really, really strange language, how he is the retribution. He is now talking about retribution and revenge. This was maybe the most dictatorial moment of the speech, other than like 40 other moments that were almost as dictatorial. In 2016, I declared I am your voice. Today, I add I am your warrior. I am your justice. And for those who have been wronged and betrayed, I am your retribution. I am your retribution. 
I don't even think Trump knows what he's talking about. He wrote something people told him, but it's really, really scary, dystopian stuff. Trump at one point on a very strange word salad about um, oil and gas and electric vehicles. We have oil and gas, but we don't want the oil and gas cars. But we want everything, including electric cars. But we also want gasoline because the cars go longer. Oh, and they are preferred by many people. (laughs) Pretty crystal clear position, huh? We don't like quick drives that are stopped for two and a half hours. Yep. Trump is not pleased with the range of electric vehicles. And then Trump bringing out the L word lynching, saying that they are looking to lynch him. Of course, he is the ultimate victim, as many of you know. And unfortunately, another very glitchy clip here. I don't know what is causing these glitches. Uh, And I hate to ever be unprepared for my audience. Uh, But a couple of couple of glitchy clips here. Let's continue. Amazing. What the hell did you get me into? Yeah. I didn't know the word subpoena. I didn't know the word grand jury. Those words, grand jury. I didn't know that they want to lynch you for doing nothing wrong. I didn't know they want to lynch you for doing a great job. I didn't know they want to put you away because your poll numbers are better than anybody they've seen in years. Yeah, Trump's best poll numbers. So a few thoughts about this speech. Obviously, Trump telling hundreds of lies, delusional, dangerous, authoritarian. One notable thing from Trump's very long speech is that while he did attack Paul Ryan and Mitch McConnell and Karl Rove and Jeb Bush and rhinos, he didn't overtly go after any of the 2024 Republican contenders or would be contenders like DeSantis. He didn't even allude to DeSantis in this particular speech. That's interesting and unclear what the strategy there is. Trump did make claims that CPAC was packed. Trump's speech was the most full of any of the events, and it was only about 85% full. Many of the other events very much empty. And then another thing is the crowd really didn't seem that energized. NBC News's Benjamin Goggin uh, tweeted a picture and said, as Trump's speech bleeds over to the one hour mark, a notable number of people are filtering out. Matt Gates slipped out early, shaking hands in the aisle. Energy tonight is much sleepier than last year's Trump CPAC speech. I am increasingly convinced that Donald Trump as the Republican nominee is the best thing for Democrats, particularly after seeing this speech. I will talk more about that tomorrow. Let's now move on to a few other things. Carrie Lake spoke at least twice at CPAC based on the number of outfit changes. She said a lot of extremely bizarre things. I don't know how much longer Carrie Lake has to be paid attention to. Now, if she does run for Senate in Arizona in 2024, she will get another round of attention. But here is Carrie Lake crowning Stephen Bannon, the, the Fox, the indicted and convicted Fox, uh, uh, Breitbart propagandist Steve Bannon. She says he's like George Washington. Steve Bannon is somewhere in the crowd. Yeah. Where's that patriot? There he is. I love that man. He's a modern day George Washington. In what way? Really, really weird. And as we as you know, Carrie Lake is one of the sickest people in politics right now. At another moment during one of her two CPAC speeches, she talked about how 
God told her all about the things she's doing, and it really sounds like the type of thing that should be explored um, in therapy, quite frankly. God placed us at this moment for a reason. I talked about my moment with God where he told me you're going to do something special someday. Someday. And I don't know what it is. It may still be to come. Who knows? But I know that putting me in the center of all of this with my fighting spirit, I believe that God is truly in control at this moment, and we win. Mm. I believe we win at the end of the day. He placed mild applause for that. And part of it is that her she didn't have big crowds He's here for a reason. Right. He doesn't make accidents. He doesn't he doesn't accidentally place us where we are. We are here for a reason, just the same as our founding fathers at that pivotal moment were placed where they were in 1776. Paul right. Revere, Sam Adams, Patrick Henry. And what we're facing right now is no different. Yep. In the same way that God placed Paul Revere in a position to be one of the founders, he placed Carrie Lake in a position to, I guess, lose the governorship of Arizona. And then lastly, and again, this seems to be a different Carrie Lake speech because she's wearing different clothes. She is now telling the story that someone tried to bribe her out of politics. Tell me if you believe this story. Something happened to me this week before I left for CPAC, and it shows how desperate these people are to stop me and to silence you. I decided to share this. It's a little bit controversial, but I'm going to put this out. Somebody okay. showed up at my door Whoa. this week. They called me before and said, I got to talk to you in person. This can't be done over the phone, which is always kind of like, uh oh, what's that going to be about? They came to my door and they tried to bribe me out of getting out of politics. And they said, sir. This really happened. Now, by the way, did you listen to the exact words she used? Listen to that. They called me before and said, I got to talk to you in person. This can't be done over the phone, which is always kind of like, uh oh, what's that going to be about? They came to my door and they tried to bribe me out of getting out of politics. She now that's not what she means. She's her control command of the English language is so poor. She said they tried to bribe me, bribe me out of getting out of politics. In other words, they wanted to pay her to stay in politics. But that's not what she actually means. It's another one of these accidental double negatives. And you'd think for someone who spent so much time talking on TV, she would be able to better explain herself. But anyway, she doesn't mean bribe me out of getting out of politics. She means they tried to bribe me out of politics. OK. It's really happened. I'm telling you this because this is how disgusting politics is. A mom who runs for office and they're afraid of me. They tried to bribe me with a job title, with a huge salary, a position on a board. This is how they do it. And I said, are you kidding me? I walked away from a big job and a big salary. I'm not motivated by that stuff, guys. All right. Anyway, so she'll hopefully keep losing elections. But Carrie Lake out of out of this world. Do you believe that story that she just told? I have a real hard time believing it. All of these clips will be on our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash the David Pakman show. Make sure you are subscribed, folks. Hit that subscribe button on the YouTube channel. And remember, you can find these clips in Spanish at davidpackmancom slash Spanish. Every day we see more and more stories about what tech companies and ISPs are doing with your data. Facebook just settled a huge lawsuit alleging they gave millions of users data to a company helping the Trump campaign. 
Everyone should be using a VPN every time they connect to the Internet. No excuses. A VPN hides your IP address. It can keep your data private from these companies and even from hackers. That's why I reached out to Private Internet Access about being our sponsor. Private Internet Access is the only VPN that has proven in court multiple times they don't log your browsing history. Their no log practices are also independently audited by Deloitte. No other VPN takes your privacy this seriously. Lightning fast for downloads, streaming content only available in other countries works as well, works with all major streaming platforms with one account. You can use it on up to 10 devices and they have a 30 day money back guarantee and their 24 seven support is amazing. Go to piavpncom slash David to get 83% off. That's only 203 a month and you'll get four months free. The link is in the podcast notes. One of our sponsors today is BetterHelp. Uh, viewers of the show, listeners know I'm a big advocate of therapy. Uh, I think it's important to make it more accessible, remove any stigma that might be associated. We all carry around different stressors, big and small. When we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. And therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest, figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. BetterHelp is therapy done entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, suited to your schedule. Fill out a brief questionnaire. You'll be matched with a licensed therapist. Switch therapists anytime at no additional charge. I'm a huge believer in talk therapy and BetterHelp is making it more accessible to more people. You can even find a therapist who specializes in certain areas, which maybe you can't find where you are geographically. There are lots of great benefits to doing therapy online. Get it off your chest. Visit BetterHelp. Go to BetterHelp.com slash Pacman show today to get 10% off your first month. That's better. H-E-L-P.com slash Pacman show. The link is in the podcast notes. As many of my viewers and listeners, of course, know, I have many family members who work in the field of mental health, and I think one of the most important things that we can do is to both increase access and reduce stigma when it comes to mental health services. And that's why I am thrilled that one of our sponsors today is BetterHelp. BetterHelp is the world's largest therapy service, and it is 100% online. With BetterHelp, you can tap into a network of over 25,000 licensed and experienced therapists, an important word, therapists, who can help you with a wide range of issues. You answer a few questions about your needs and your preferences, and BetterHelp will match you with a therapist that meets your needs. You can then talk to your therapist however you feel comfortable. Could be text, could be chat, phone, video call. You can message your therapist anytime. You can schedule live sessions when it's convenient. And if your therapist isn't the right fit for any reason, you can switch to a new therapist at no additional charge. With BetterHelp, you get the same professionalism and quality you expect from in-office therapy, but it's on your schedule and it's at a more affordable price. Get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash Pacman. That's betterhelp.com slash Pacman for 10% off your first month. The link is in the podcast notes.
Remember that we are an audience supported program, and if you'd like to do just a little something to help us, you can sign up at joinpacman.com. You'll get access to an extra show that we do every day when you become a member. It's cheap, it's quick, it's easy, and it keeps us independent. Joinpacman.com is the place to sign up. All right, let's look at some humorous and funny moments from CPAC 2023. These are some of my favorite moments from a comedic standpoint. Some of you may remember that 2024 Republican presidential candidate Nikki Haley suggested a, a competency or cognitive test for any politician age 75 or older. Now, she overtly meant this for Joe Biden, but Part of her campaign against Trump has been that she's younger and she's from the next generation. And so we know that when she talks about cognitive tests for those 75 and over, she also means and it would apply to Donald Trump. Well, the CPAC crowd is very MAGA friendly and they weren't going for it. And when Nikki Haley suggests the cognitive tests, the mental competency tests, the crowd is silent. You could hear a pin drop in there. Not a Nikki uh, Nikki Haley friendly crowd, and I absolutely love it. Look at this. When I launched my campaign, I said every politician over 75 years old should be required to take a mental competency test. Have you seen D.C. lately? Dead silent. Dead silent. We should start with Joe Biden and we shouldn't stop there. Okay, one person did clap. One person did clap. This and many other clips we're going to look at today for me were reminders that this is Trump's party. This genuinely is Trump's party. Now, I know Nikki Haley spoke. I know Vivek Ramaswamy spoke, who's also running for president against Trump. But this was a Trump crowd. This was a MAGA crowd. They love Steve Bannon. They loved Bo Bear and Marjorie Taylor Greene and the entire thing. Carrie Lake. They cheered for all of the election lies and the entire thing. And this is quite frankly Trump's nomination to lose. This is a line that's done okay in some of the early primary states when Nikki goes by herself and it's a Nikki friendly crowd. But CPAC is Trumpy. Trump is 76. And they recognize that to some degree, what Nikki Haley is saying would apply to Trump and they don't like it. So a hilarious and humiliating moment for Nikki Haley. Here is maybe the funniest of all of these moments. Ben Carson, Trump's former secretary of HUD uh, and former presidential candidate, former neurosurgeon, I think he went so long at CPAC that they started playing music. You know how at the Oscars you go up and after 30 seconds of thanking people, they start playing music to try to get you off. Ben Carson wouldn't stop talking and they played music and the music repeated. It was like 30 seconds of music. They never they didn't think we'll need to go longer than 30 seconds of music with anybody. But Ben Carson kept talking and talking and talking. And they just kept playing the music over and over again. And he seemed completely unaware of what's going on when they go to Newsmax. Even the people on Newsmax seem to feel bad for him. Check this out. The college students, young staffers, what you need to know about the government so that you don't have to so that you can hit the ground running because we need to get these people. (laughs) He's in the middle of his speech and they're playing him off because 90 percent of the of the career employees are people who live in this area, who have the politics of this area, who slow things down, who push things forward. 
We've got to be able to do much better than that by understanding this process. So that's what the EBA is all about. So now the crowd is trying to help him by clapping and sort of like, okay, let's wrap. But he just keeps going. And this will help us to determine and answer the question, which Benjamin Franklin said, if we can keep it. When he starts going into quotes, you know he's not ending. It's a wonderful system that we have. Don't let anybody tell you anything that's different from that. But we're the ones who are going to have to do it. Did you notice the music stopped and now they're cycling it again? They're like, we got to get him off. And he just keeps going. And if you want to know, can we keep it? Find a World War II veteran and ask them what was going through their head and D-Day when they are on the shores of Normandy and all of those people were being shot and they stepped over those dead bodies. Knowing in many cases they would never see their loved ones or their homeland again. Why did they do it? They did it for you. (laughs) The music is still going. Oh, this guy is unbelievable. Oh, and I just lost it. Where did that go? Oh, my goodness. That was crazy. Where did that speech go? We got to get it back. Um, eventually, he walks away. That was crazy. The, cl- the, the speech just went away. Uh, you've got to see the end because even the Newsmax hosts seem to be recognizing what's going on. Here it is. Uh, college okay. So that we can live in peace and safety. Ask them if we can keep it. We can with all of us. Thank you so much. All right, so there he goes. All right, Dr. Ben Carson, um, uh, a a good speech, a good solid speech, one that uh, folks seem to enjoy. However, it's not lost on myself or Tom Basile, who joins us right now, who's the host of America right now, um, that they were playing the music. I mean, they're behind. That's not his fault. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. no. It's not lost on any of us. Believe me, sir. So there is Ben Carson bringing his electric personality to CPAC and it going about as well as we would expect. Let's now talk about Kimberly Guilfoyle, Donald Trump Jr.'s fiance, Kimberly Guilfoyle absolutely rocked a room full of about 12 people. She is doing everything she can in this clip to energize the crowd. But when the camera pans to the crowd, you see there's only about a dozen or 15 people in the crowd. It's it's just unbelievable. Every you couldn't write anything more pathetic than what actually happened. So listen to this. And if you're only listening and not watching, understand that when you hear the crowd, there's like 15 people there in this room have one message to Joe Biden. It is time to put America first. (laughs) God, look at this crowd. A lot of the people don't even seem to be watching the speech. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 2021, 22, 23. OK, so there's like 30 people in a room that could fit maybe like 800 or something like that. It is shocking how humiliating this is. To put common sense. All right. And then one other humiliating moment from Kimberly Guilfoyle, as if it wasn't bad enough. At she was doing some kind of show. I guess she has a show on Rumble now. She did her show from CPAC and she tries to sell silver and gold. And she's reading everything off of a teleprompter to her right. And it's awkward and it's weird and it's strange. And I want to make sure that you guys know about gold code. Don Jr. has been talking about it. Gold and silver can protect your retirement savings from inflation. 
inflation and dollar devaluation, and owning tangible, physical, inflation-hedging gold and silver can help diversify your portfolio. You've got to have a diversified portfolio. Everybody knows that. Everyone. And GoldCo has helped thousands of Americans diversify and protect their retirement savings, support companies who support you. It makes sense, doesn't it? Instead of supporting both companies who hate you and use your money to further their political agenda. Yeah. So go to Kim's Metals. It's kind of catchy. Okay, so there it is. And making a very powerful investment suggestion is Kimberly Guilfoyle. A completely absurd CPAC. I mean, you, you could say I'm guessing Saturday Night Live can't do anything with it because it it's a parody of itself. And uh, Kimberly Guilfoyle, Ben Carson, all of these people, Nikki Haley, they are just debasing themselves relentlessly. And I have to be honest. I absolutely love to see it. Let's take a quick break. Remember that all of these clips will be on our Instagram, which you can find by searching Instagram for David Pakman show. Imagine for a second that you try logging into your email account only to find that your password was changed an hour ago, and then you get notifications of activity from your bank and then your credit cards. That is what identity theft is like, and it's a horrible feeling. And we dealt with it at the show not that long ago. But now I have an app called Aura, which gives me much more peace of mind. Our sponsor Aura is the all in one solution for keeping your online account safe because Aura will scan the dark web for your personal info, password, social security number. And you get fast alerts when they find something. You also get fast alerts about credit inquiries. Aura protects all of your devices from malware. Aura even requests the removal of your info from data broker sites. And Aura helps you manage what your kids can do on their devices. You can restrict certain apps, set screen time limits, set focus times when you need them off of devices. Go to Aura.com slash Pacman to try it free for seven days. Your login credentials might already be floating around out there, and Aura will tell you instantly for free. That's A-U-R-A dot com slash Pacman to try Aura for free. The link is in the podcast notes. One of our sponsors is Zipix Nicotine Toothpicks. Don't you think it's time you stopped putting smoke and vape oils in your lungs? Zipix toothpicks are a convenient way to curb the nicotine cravings. Zipix toothpicks are super discreet. You can use them anytime, anywhere. Smoking and vaping aren't allowed, including flights, sporting events, in restaurants. They're available in six different flavors with options of two and three milligrams of nicotine. If you're not a nicotine user, Zipix also offers caffeine and B12 infused toothpicks. Zipix has already helped tens of thousands of customers ditch the cigarettes, ditch the vapes. They might be able to help you too. If you're a smoker or a vapor, give Zipix toothpicks a try. Your lungs will thank you. Go to zipixtoothpicks.com today. Save 10% with the code PACMAN10 at checkout. Just remember, you must be 21 or older to order. That's Z-I-P-P-I-X toothpicks.com. Use promo code Pacman 10 at checkout for 10% off. That's Pacman 10. The info is in the podcast notes. One of my favorite things is when the conspiracy theorists agree about the conspiracy, 
but with conflicting evidence to support it. This happens with flat earthers all the time. You've got flat earthers who believe the earth is flat, but they will prove, quote, prove the earth is flat with contradictory, quote, evidence. And one of them has to be wrong. And I just absolutely love it. And we have an example from CPAC. As many of you know, one of the big lie election conspiracy theories is that um, part of how Democrats, quote, cheat is with early voting and mail in voting. And so there's a lot of Republicans who say we just we've got to have one day of voting. And if you're a Republican, definitely vote on Election Day so that they don't mess with your vote. But there are others in the Republican Party who are now realizing, wait a second, if the Democrats vote early and by mail and we don't, they get like three weeks of voting and we get one day. That's not good. So here we have a clip uh, Steve Bannon and my pillow CEO, Mike Lindell, interviewing, being interviewed, whatever. And it starts to happen that there's this disagreement. Wait, are we is the problem that we're not voting early or should we or not? This is this is just absolute gold of the it's an example of the mayonnaise that their brains have been turned into. So do yeah, game day voting. Yes, yeah, Steve, we're going to get wiped out again. You cannot give the Democrats 55 days to vote and we have 15 hours. There's no mathematical equation that is going to win you an election. It's great to talk about. It's fun. You get fired up. They've got 55 days to get ballots in and we're giving ourselves 15 hours. <laughs> if we continue this, we'll never win again. Now, I don't think this guy's wrong in the sense that there is no voter fraud the way they claim there is. And if you do restrict yourself only to the people who can vote on Election Day, whereas Democrats are saying, I'll vote when it's convenient. If there's early voting, I'll do that or I'll mail in by ballot. You are hurting yourself. That is true. Isn't that what they did to Carrie Lake? We had they yeah, but they, that's why they had to turn the machines off, Steve. And they, <laughs> if they do it the way John's saying, you know, he's just misconstrued. You can't overrun an algorithm and you can't overrun a computer. You have to do it the way I'm telling you. Okay. I like the woman in the back nodding as if she has any idea what Pillow's talking about. Dude, hold it, hold it. Here's what I propose in the war rule do an REV. We have to have a debate on our side of the football because there's clearly two camps and your camps probably 65 35 but we need everybody 100% on one or the other right. because this is critical hey, so we is i commit that we're going to do this right. and we're going to get everybody a involved lot, in a town in, hall in isn't this the best they're going to hold a town hall to argue should we use the methods that the democrats are using for fraud or should we not but then we hurt ourselves it, it's unbelievable that they're doing this to themselves said every state is different there's states that john will be right in that's what we're doing with the bureau we're investigating look at the footprint of the state and what's the best thing to do in that state yeah. some of these states are um you can vote a week early like in texas they don't have a lot of time to pull from voter rolls and stuff Ah, that's so. So pillow now is coming up with a sort of new conspiracy theory, which is, listen, in states where there isn't much early voting there, it's OK to vote early because they don't have time to execute the fraud that they can do with the machines when you vote like really early. We're doing a class action lawsuit against all machines. So then later, pillow was interviewed by right side broadcasting, and now he is calling this the new big lie. Now, let me tell you the big lie, the new big lie. Yeah. Okay. And this comes from Republicans and it's most of it's the establishment. But there's a few people in our 
in here that still, they, 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 because of what happened in Arizona, they believe this. What happened is everyone's saying, and this is like, even the RNC, when I was there running for the chair, they're going, um, we've got to do like the Democrats. Vote early. Look what happened in Arizona. What if something goes wrong with the machine? we got to vote early and ballot harvest and, and drop boxes. And, you know, if you can't fight them, join them. If you do that, we lose our country. We have fought <laughs> two years to do same-day voting and get rid of these machines. Two years. You're going to destroy everything we fought for. Now, the funny thing is, Pillow has been fighting for two years, but they're not any closer to getting rid of early voting and mail in voting. This is fantastic. And this is the exact type of fight that we should allow them to have amongst themselves while we just remember, hey, let's vote. Let's let's vote. However, it is because these stories about widespread election fraud have not been substantiated in the least. But we want them wasting their time with this sort of nonsense because it's a black hole for them. It's a complete and total black hole. Hold town halls. Do all all of it, argue about whether or not to vote early. Meanwhile, we'll just keep trying to get people registered and convincing people about the importance of voting in the first place. Okay, one of the last things from CPAC that we're going to talk about and and many so many of you emailed me about this is the Michael Knowles anti transgender moment. Now, before I play this clip of Michael Knowles, and remember, this is one of the Daily Wire guys, and I've been on his program a couple of times, and I stopped doing it because I really got nothing out of it. And just, you know, his audience doesn't like me and my audience already knows me. And there was just no there was just no benefit to going and arguing with him about nonsense. So uh, for a couple of years now, the anti trans and homophobic lines get the best reactions at CPAC. The CPAC crowds have been increasingly dead um, other than when they do anti trans or homophobic stuff. We saw it from Trump last year. We saw it from Ted Cruz at some recent CPAC where he said my pronouns are kiss my ass. And, you know, the anti trans, anti homo, the anti gay stuff still does really well. And Matt Walsh, who's another one of these Daily Wire guys, has really found a lucrative niche in doing the anti trans stuff. So clearly, Michael Knowles is trying to copy it. He's saying, hey, whoa, the gravy train with the anti trans stuff is working really well for Matt Walsh. Let me jump in on it. So he's talked about the need to eliminate transgenderism. So this is an example of the anti trans stuff from CPAC. Take a look. There can be no middle way in dealing with transgenderism. It is all or nothing. If transgenderism is true, if men really can become women, then it's true for everybody of all ages. If transgenderism is false, as it is, if men really can't become women, as they cannot, then it's false for everybody, too. Now, I want to let me address this for a moment. Um, They insist on this thing where they want to know the truth about whether a man can be a woman or whether a woman can be a man. And they want to argue about it's all it's just truth and biology. Neil deGrasse Tyson, in an interview with Ben Shapiro a few weeks ago, made a really good point, which is, listen, the if you want to talk about the unassailable facts, undeniable, no one can deny this. The undeniable fact is that people express gender on a spectrum. You you can't deny that. Okay, it is an absolutely incontrovertible truth that there is a spectrum of gender expression for all birth biological sex that exists. People express gender on a spectrum. You've got 
more and less feminine men and on and on. So as Neil deGrasse Tyson eloquently said, there are aspects of this which are questions for a biology class. There are aspects of this which are questions for a sociology class. There are aspects of this that are questions for sports leagues to determine rules. No doubt. And we've got to figure out where that is. But if you want to talk about facts, it is a fact that people express gender on a spectrum. And so when they talk about we just want the truth, can a man be a woman? It's one of the worst faith, but also ignorant things you can say, because all you need to do is look at the world around you and you know that it is true that gender is expressed on a spectrum. They they want to make it a conversation about something else. Let's listen to the last few seconds. And if it's false, then we should not indulge it, especially since that indulgence requires taking away the rights and customs of so many people. If it is false, does it for the good of society and especially for the good of the poor people who have fallen prey to this confusion, transgenderism must be eradicated from public life entirely. Now, numerous headlines after this speech said, oh, he wants to get rid of transgender people. He just he wants to get rid of them. That's absolutely horrible. And Michael Knowles and other people associated with him have come to his defense with a line like that's not true. He didn't say do anything to the people. He said, get rid of the ism, get eradicate transgenderism, not kill the trans people. Now, I think we need only one very simple hypothetical to explore whether that is a good faith defense of what Michael Knowles said. Imagine, imagine that Michael Knowles or whoever had said we need to eradicate Judaism. Oh, my God, are you calling for for genocide? No, 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 no. I didn't say anything about eradicating Jews. I meant eradicate Judaism completely. Do you think we would all accept that and go, oh, okay, it's fine. He's not saying anything about Jews. He's just saying eradicate Judaism, get rid of it completely. Oh, yeah, the Anti-Defamation League would be fine with that defense. This is a pathetic attempt to soften, but also put others on the defensive. And some went for it. There are some news outlets that after Knowles complained, changed their headlines. And uh, we all know what he's talking about. He is using he is saying out loud in more explicit terms what a ton of these right wingers are thinking. And it's dangerous and it's disgusting and it needs to be condemned. And he can't be allowed to walk it back by going, no, 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 I didn't say anything about trans people. I meant just get rid of the ism. Well, what do you what exactly do you mean by that? Um, This is what they are getting the biggest reactions to. We started seeing it a year or two ago. We've done interviews about it. The anti LGBT and now specifically focused on anti trans stuff. It is back. They are going to ride it. Uh, to a pot of gold if they are allowed to. Matt Walsh already did. Michael Knowles is trying for it. I would like to see some Republicans. This is a great opportunity for Mitt Romney. This is a great opportunity for whoever wants to come forward and say that I have to condemn. Let's see if any of them do. Did you know that half of Americans are deficient in vitamin A, vitamin C and magnesium? Most Americans are deficient in vitamin D. I take vitamin D during the winter. 
it is sometimes difficult to eat exactly the right amount of each food to get exactly what you need. I just make my life simpler with AG1 by Athletic Greens in the morning. One scoop of AG1, I get the entire day's worth of 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, and whole food sourced ingredients. It's what I want. It's no more. It's no less. It's not making any outlandish claims. It's just an easy, sustainable routine. I've tried different ways of taking vitamins. AG1 is cheaper, it's quicker, it's tastier. I'm not fumbling around with different capsules. It tastes great to drink straight with water. Sometimes I'll put it in a smoothie or shake. It's simple. It's something easy you can do going into the new year, staying properly nourished. Athletic Greens is giving my audience a free year supply of vitamin D. I take that every day in winter. Plus, you'll get five free travel packs of AG1. Go to athleticgreens.com slash Pacman. That's athleticgreens.com slash Pacman. The link is in the podcast notes. The dangerous and unhinged CPAC speech wasn't Trump's only public declaration at CPAC in Washington, D.C. over the weekend. Uh, He also gave a very strange press conference during which he came out looking extraordinarily pale, disheveled and even visibly confused. He took a few questions and there are just a few moments here that I want to highlight for you. One of the topics that we've been talking about recently is this loyalty pledge. The Republican National Committee wants all of the Republican candidates to sign a loyalty pledge wherein they will say in exchange for being allowed on the debate stage, I will eventually support whoever is the Republican nominee. Now, we've been going back and forth. Is that something that Trump would be willing to agree to or not? One side is no, of course, he's not going to agree to it. The other side is sure, he'll agree to it if he needs to in order to get on the stage, but then he won't abide by it. Well, Trump was actually asked about the loyalty pledge, and at least for now, he seems to be saying, I don't know, there, there's some people running that I wouldn't be big on supporting. So unclear whether that loyalty pledge is something he's going to go for. Let's take a listen. Happy about it. Mr. President, well, a lot of the people we talked to. Uh, the RNC has said that you might have to sign Well, I don't know. I mean, I'm just hearing about it for the first time about the loyalty pledge. There are probably people that I wouldn't be very happy about endorsing, you know, running. So we'll see. I think uh, some of them, I won't use names, I don't want to insult anybody, but some of them I would not be very happy about. So I'll have to think about that. Yeah. So Trump's saying fundamentally, and this is an honest answer, right? There are people running or potentially running or likely running that he wouldn't actually want to support. So he's going to have to think about it. Now, I still think that the truth is when push comes to shove Trump, if he absolutely needs to get on the debate stage, he will sign whatever he will say, whatever he wants to be on the debate stage. And if that's going to prevent him, if not signing the loyalty pledge, will keep him off the debate stage. He'll just sign it. And then if it comes down to he loses the nomination and then he wants to run as an independent, He'll just ignore it. He'll say, you know, when I signed it, I didn't assume they would rig it against me or whatever. I still think that that is the most likely thing. These pledges, promises, they mean absolutely nothing to Donald Trump. At another moment, Donald Trump was asked about some of the things that Mike Pompeo, his own former secretary, one of his own former secretaries of state, said during Pompeo's own CPAC speech. And Pompeo said, we don't need celebrity nominees. And Trump was asked, do you think Pompeo was talking about you? And Trump basically says, I don't see myself as a celebrity, so I, probably not. Uh, Mike Pompeo here yesterday. 
Um, we talked about how the right shouldn't follow celebrity leaders, those with fragile egos who refuse to acknowledge reality. Was he talking about you? Do you have a response? No, I don't think he was talking about me. I don't consider myself a celebrity leader. I consider myself a leader of the country, and, but I don't consider myself a celebrity leader. I how insane is this? I didn't do this for celebrity. Uh, maybe it helped me get elected. Who knows? But I don't consider that. I consider myself a person that was president for four years. Yeah. Trump doesn't consider himself a celebrity. Of course, the reality is were Trump not a celebrity celebrity, he never would have become the Republican nominee to begin with. But OK, he can live in whatever fantasy world he wants to live in. And then lastly, the topic came up during this press conference Trump gave of if you are indicted, will you still run for president? And Trump said he would. Here's like a little report on this from ABC. Trump himself faces multiple state and federal criminal investigations and lawsuits, but he told reporters none of them will force him out of the race, even if he is indicted. So you'll stay uh, in the race? Uh, oh, absolutely. I wouldn't yeah. even think about leaving. While Trump dominated CPAC, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis spoke this weekend at the Reagan Library. OK, so Trump saying he would absolutely stay in if he is indicted. Now, I think that that statement is meaningless. And what I mean by that is. Trump has no choice but to say he would stay in because if he says, oh, no, 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 if I'm indicted, I'm leaving. He immediately short circuits donations. He short circuits support because there will be people who will hear that and say, oh, wait a second. Am I going to support this guy or donate to this guy if he bails, if he's indicted? No. So regardless of what the truth is, Trump has to say he would stay in. In reality, in practice, if Trump is indicted, depending on what the charges are, depending on what's going on, I think it will potentially affect his race. Now, whether he actually bails or whether it just destroys his chances of winning are two different scenarios, which we can discuss at some future point. But I think Trump, Trump has no choice but to say exactly this at this point in time. And we'll see what the truth is if and when it happens. And by the way, reports are that the indictment may come down any time. As I like to say, it could come down today or never. That's the range. Anytime between today and never, Trump could be indicted. Sean Hannity on his radio show was confronted by a caller saying, dude, you lied on air. You knew Trump didn't really win in 2020. We know from the text messages that were revealed and we know from Rupert Murdoch's deposition under oath, we know you were lying when you went on air and said, oh, there was fraud and Trump really won and all of this different stuff. And Hannity tries to backpedal and explain away. And it is a delight to see this uh, is from the Ari Melber MSNBC show where they compiled a bunch of different things. The backstory, of course, is that on air on Fox after the 2020 election, Hannity and Laura Ingram and Tucker and many others were uh, pretending we now know that they agreed. Yeah, Trump really won. It was stolen. Joe Biden didn't really win. And privately, they were texting each other saying these people are crazy. This doesn't make any sense. Take a look at this. You knew the election wasn't stolen from Trump and you guys lied about it anyway because you felt you had a good reason. So this is a caller to Hannity's show a few days ago. No, if you listen to what I said 
on the air every day. What did I talk about? Well, let me remind you. Many Americans do not believe that this election was fair. I feel that way. Wow. It's a corrupt and an embarrassing disgrace. Whoa. I'm asking you if you all knew that the election wasn't stolen from Trump and yet you... No, 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 no you're not listening to what I'm saying. I said I had problems that there were integrity issues. Are Dominion systems prone to human error? 72 million Americans voted for Donald Trump. All of them, all of us deserve an answer. Right. So this is just a sampling of the placating that Hannity did. So listen, um, it's at this point, there really isn't a question. We know that people like Hannity and Ingram and Tucker Carlson are entertainers and they are propagandists. And at the time, the way the wind was blowing, they couldn't come out and say, guys, Trump lost. That's it. That's what they knew. That's what they believed. That's what they said privately. Trump lost. Joe Biden won. But they're not in a position to actually say that to their audience because there were 63 lawsuits and they were their producers were booking guests for them like Sidney Powell and Rudy Giuliani and the entire thing. So they did what they had to do as entertainers while privately there had they had their views about the facts of the matter. This proves to us they aren't true believers when it comes to someone like Sidney Powell, that kooky lawyer who has been disbarred now for multiple uh, bar associations. She does seem like a true believer. She actually seems insane. She raises religious aspects to what she did and believes and all these. She seems genuinely out of her mind like a true believer. But Hannity, Tucker, Ingram and others, they didn't believe it. We suspected they didn't believe it. They wanted to maintain their audiences. They wanted to maintain their jobs and their incomes. And probably in many of these cases, they wanted to maintain friendliness with Donald Trump himself. Good for this caller for confronting Hannity. We will see what the repercussions are, but I'm increasingly reading legal analyses that suggest Fox News could really, really, really be in trouble here. This is not, you know, yes, Rupert Murdoch has the money to pay the defamation lawsuit, but that this could significantly hurt Fox News, depending on what happens. And that would be great. And it's not about me saying, you know, I know that they're I'm already getting messages from right wingers saying, David, you're just advocating for censorship. When you say, I hope this lawsuit is terrible for Fox News, you're advocating for them to be censored. No, no, no. We're talking here about consequences to defamation, consequences to defamation. We're talking about a legal system and a legal structure here. I am a defender of Fox News being allowed to say whatever they want to say, but there are certain things they can say which could have consequences. If some of their speech is defamatory, there is a legal process that is part of our judicial system that would hold them accountable. So what I am talking about, what I am pushing for is accountability. It is not about revenge, censorship or curtailing free speech. Fox News did this thing. They have been sued and it is now in the courts to figure out what the repercussions should be. Maybe tomorrow, maybe Wednesday, I will do a deeper dive into how this might actually destroy Fox News.
We have a voicemail number. That number is two one nine two David P. I think this is the friendly. This is a, a voicemail that is praising me. I don't think we've ever had a voicemail with this much praise that needed this many bleeps. We've gotten a lot of hate messages that need bleeps, but never praise that needs this many bleeps. Take a listen to this. Uh, hey, David, this is uh, Lamaz. I've been listening for a little minute now. Yeah, I'm from Philly. So a little minute just means a long period of time. We, Fair. I don't know why we do that, but that's just something we do. Anyway, I just wanted to say I think you're actually doing great. You're doing God's work for real, for real. If I was to tell you the truth, like I think you out here doing God's work. But I, what I don't like about the show, and this is not a knock on you at all. If they hating my f-ing white people that come in calling, saying shit, not even watching all of your content. Like, you can tell that they don't watch it and they just wanted to call to harass you. Like, at least I'm calling to harass you, uplifting you. Thank I'm you. not, you know, calling to just harass you. They're like, oh, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. I, that, that, that's weird. Like, but anyway, I think the show is great. I think you're doing a phenomenal job and I want you to keep it up, buddy. All right. Thank you. Have a good one. Well, I appreciate the praise really putting uh, Pat to work there, making this radio and FCC friendly for our radio broadcast. Here is what I would say about this. I agree completely that there is something really sad and depressing about people who spend so much time writing me these long hate emails or leaving me these long hate voicemails, not only in reaction to things I've said, but barely paying attention to things that I've actually said. And as you know, we have a lot of different trolls and people who call in and they attack me for things I have not actually said. And what I go back to is I actually feel bad for them. You know, sometimes I'll get one of these messages and I'll go, oh, that really bothers me. And then I'll say, wait a second. How sad of a life must someone have that they go, hey, you know what? I think I'm going to get my phone out and leave three three minute voicemails swearing and making a fool out of myself for someone I don't even know. And I realize they must lead truly sad and depressing lives. And I end up feeling bad for them. And I think uh, the caller makes that point very, very well. We have a great bonus show for you today. We are going to talk about a video that appears to show another one of these people trying to pass bills against drag dressed in drag. This one is from Texas. The last one was from Tennessee. This one's from Texas. Secondly, Carrie Lake, not Nikki Haley, won the CPAC vice presidential poll topping Ron DeSantis, topping Nikki Haley. It is another sign that CPAC is still full MAGA. And then thirdly, former Maryland Republican Governor Larry Hogan says he will not be challenging Donald Trump in the 2024 primary. Fine. Not a big deal. But his reasons as to why are super, super interesting. Sign up at joinpacman.com to get access to those discussions on the bonus show. You can use the coupon code 24 starts now. All one word, all lowercase. This is the best way you can support the work we do. Joinpacman.com, coupon code 24 starts now. Remember, make your voice heard for free by making sure you're subscribed to our YouTube channel at youtube.com slash the David Pakman show, like our videos, leave a comment. And also don't forget that much of our content now available in Spanish 
at davidpacman.com slash Spanish. See you on the bonus show. It's just the beginning of a great week of programs for you.